Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Jones, pressure coming. He's in trouble. Fowler coming. Ball is loose. Fender has picks it up. Touchdown, Dallas. Second down, a lot of time. Jones just can't find him. back across the field. This time he pays the price. Deron Bland, pick six. KB, think back to a few plays ago. And we'll see you next season, Pats fans. On a Sunday, a beautiful, warm Sunday where we had not seen the sunshine in what felt like days, weeks, months even. A Sunday when the NFL was absolutely bananas. Shockers galore, like Ravens over the Browns. Upsets aplenty. Well, hello, Texans turning things around on the Steelers. Where we thought the dialogue locally would be celebratory after the surprise trade by the Boston Celtics for guard Drew Holiday from the Portland Trailblazers, fare thee well, time lord, we hardly knew ye in your five seasons. Then things suddenly turned tragic as we learned of the passing of Boston Red Sox pitcher and local legend Tim Wakefield, one of the best to ever put him on, a two-time World Series champion, gone too soon after a bout with brain cancer at the age of 57. May he rest in peace. Somehow, the New England Patriots seized the headlines and the spotlight back away from the celebrations and the tragedies, the commiserations, the celebrations, all of it, and for all the wrong reasons. Mac Jones was terrible. His offensive line, even worse. The play calling, the coaching, atrocious the defense its stars now potentially riddled with injury and a season could easily a season mind you that has been largely joyless to date could be in the balance after just four games your final score dallas cowboys 38 new england patriots three and the sad part is it wasn't even that close this was the third of four games that they have lost the third of four games during the gauntlet in which a superior team has dominated the patriots but there was to be no comeback no almost today folks oh no 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 they didn't have the lead from moment one as close as they got was three to three and after that that's all she wrote and then she just kept writing and she kept writing and everything that she wrote was miserable I love the New England Patriots. I have been a fan for all, almost 50 years of my life, or at least as long as back as I can remember to the days of being stuck in my old man's leaded gasoline car with smoke clouding the windshield as we made our way down to Schaefer slash Sullivan slash Foxborough Stadium, only to watch probably the Oilers kick the crap out of the Patriots, but damn it, they were our lousy Patriots. This was one of the worst performances I have ever seen the Patriots put on in any uniform, with any coach, with any quarterback. 
I'm sorry for all of my friends from all of the various fan clubs around the United States of America. No, excuse me, the world. There was a great representation from the UK Patriots fan club, Patriots fans of Deutschland, not to mention Nashville, Tampa, Dallas, Cincinnati. This was the game they all picked as the road game to congregate and celebrate the joy and mirth and merriment of Patriots Nation. And what they were given was an absolute flaming crap sandwich. We'll probably be hearing from some of them soon, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from you so long as you didn't either throw the television out, get kicked out of your house, burn your radio, or get blacked out. The telephone number here on the Six Rings postgame show with Fitzy and Hart, 617-779-7937. Andy? Uh, All I can say is what I said on Twitter when I retweeted your promotional uh, announcement that we would be doing a postgame show. WTF did I just see? I... Agree with you. That's one of, I know there was the whole back-to-back Bills games a couple years ago. This felt worse. This felt different because I firmly believe, and this is not a hot take. Fitzy, you know I try to avoid the hot take fake crap. I, I think today was the first significant real step in the end of Mac Jones' career with the New England Patriots. I, 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 don't, I, I thought he looked like a, an absolute soulless broken man in the first half. There could have been more than just the strip sack score, pick six score. Um, he was throwing the ball back across the field, late across the middle. He, this, this was the worst performance he's had in two-plus seasons in New England. This is a make-or-break year. This was a big game. This was, okay, you know, we've played a tough old couple moral losses, and the Cowboys aren't that good because look at who they beat up, those teams from New York who aren't that good. He fell on his face, which was my headline for the story I just posted on WEEI.com. He fell on his face today, and I don't, I don't know how you come back from that. I don't know how anyone can tell me today that he is the franchise quarterback. He is the future. Hell, not sure you can say he is the present at the quarterback position after that performance we witnessed today. That was, that was a debacle in Dallas. It just was. Oh, a debacle in Dallas, a destruction in Dallas. A demoralization in Dallas. The wheels fell uh, off, and he was the one holding the, the extra lug nut saying, hey, how come the wheels fell off? He was terrible. He was, and oh, I he was awful. overreact. But, 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 he was but horrific. I, now, listen, the, the entire week here on our radio station, other radio stations nationally, on Hello, It's Football, on Good Morning, Get Up, It's Sports, whatever TV show you like to consume as sports radio for your eyes and ears and beyond, the referendum is going to be, has Bill lost it? Is it time for him to go? Is Mac Jones done? Is he not even a starter yes. in New England, let alone the NFL? We have, we're going to have competing, negative, multiple agendas, as we probably should at this point. All those questions what, should be on the table. The team that I saw out there today, Indy, not only did they not resemble the New England Patriots, and look, I understand, folks, that things went downhill fast on greased skis uh, on a tin roof when Christian Gonzalez... Uh, fell awkwardly with C.D. Lamb and uh, perhaps sprained his shoulder. I'm not exactly sure. Andy, did we catch any word as to exactly what somebody, uh, any any of the internet or Twitter or ex-doctors? I, no, I just saw a shoulder. I just okay. saw a shoulder. So he went out with a shoulder. From that point on, it was just standing, uh, staring at the great molasses flood. You knew you were going to be torched. It was only a matter as to how long. And then, of course, the great mismatch of the 21st century, C.D. Lamb on Miles Bryant. But who else do you have to throw out there? Because the house of cards, well, the multiple competing houses of cards today, we had the offensive line, which was awful. Mike on Wendell with three freaking penalties in the first yep. half. Stinks. And then 
The cornerbacks, awful. I mean, awful. It doesn't Cole Strange, Antonio Mafi, uh, the the New York Mafia, uh, City So, City Toe. Doesn't matter. Doesn't the line has been awful this year? Everything. Don't forget Vidarian Low. Oh, of course, Vidarian Lie, Dealing. You know, I thought in, it was high, low, slow. I was looking on the Patriots oh press God. relief. Their release, their depth chart does not uh, list Verdarian Lowe as a starter, does not list him at right tackle, and uh, maybe they know something better than the coaches. Maybe he should not be out there starting. Maybe he should not be playing right tackle because he got beat like a rented mule by Dante Fowler for that uh, initial scoop and score touchdown. No, this was this was total system failure. This was injuries. This was ineptitude in the running game, the passing game, the coaching game. As I said on Twitter, I would take every one of those uh, throwback hoodies with that stupid new phrase and burn them at the 50-yard line of the practice field oh this week. Oh, my God. Dig a, get Awful. an excavator behind Awful. the stadium this nope, week. Nope, and burn them. bury all if you of bur- them. If you bury them, they can be brought back to life. They can be dug up. If you burn them, they're gone forever. <laughs> it can turn into a poltergeist yep. where we have an, burn an, an ancient burn native sweatshirt burial ground yep, i'll take you to my, i'll take you just right now just to give you a feel before we get to your calls and i know they're going to be coming in hot fresh and furious at 617-779-7937 uh joe braverman the google doc that we have up please feel free to uh just add the call lines right up there under the header if you wouldn't mind thank you sir um here we go andy i'll just give you a, a quick t- uh, of course there was wtf that i just witnessed from you um uh, from at J McComber 75, this team might very well be worse than the Cam Newton playing in an empty stadium somehow. Is that an overreaction? Uh, thus far, I think not. Uh, at Cheez-It Man, it's official. Time to move on from Bill, Mac, the entire O-line, most of the wide receivers. Only our tight ends have done anything. I say we burn it all to the ground and build it back up. From at Janiac NYC, F, 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 F word, F word, F word. Garbage game. But then from at Jesse Franco, dude, everybody relax. It's only one game. Oh, no, it was more than that. Jesse, it was more than this is not the Monday night game where Trent Dilfer steps in and says, let's face it, the New England Patriots, they're not good anymore. Although I almost did text Mike Giardi just to make sure that he gets a chance to ask Bill, will there be a change at the quarterback or a reevaluation this week just to make sure we could try to at least go there. And no, you can take your 28 to three memes at the end of the half as much as I still love wearing mine from Super Bowl 51 and shove them straight up your blowhole because it doesn't matter. This team doesn't have it, Andy. I agree. And I think... As dramatic, dramatic as it's going to sound, and as much as it's going to be, get mocked by the boomer assassins of the world who are above such things, Bill Belichick is at the center of the criticism. The team he built with Matt Groh is not good. The offense he built is not good. The offensive line that we knew was a problem, guess what it still is? A problem. The targets that we knew were a problem, guess what they are? A problem. On a day when I had to watch Jonu Smith catch like 90-something yards of passes... For the Falcons this morning, I have to watch this offense go out there and not be able to do anything. The Cowboys gave up 222 yards rushing to the Arizona Cardinals a week ago. The Patriots averaged two yards a carry today. They had 30 from Stevenson. And by the way, some of that was fluffed up by late garbage time runs by Stevenson. They had like 16 for Zeke in his return. They could not do anything at a functional level after that first drive. 
They drove down the field. It was weird because this game started like some of these moral victory games have. Oh, the Cowboys drive right down the field, but you hold them to a field goal. Then you drive down the field and boom, we're in a tie ball game. And you're like, okay, maybe there's something here. And there was nothing there. It was nothing. I saw one good run. I mean, how many different mistakes? How many bad plays? How many poorly executed football propositions, if you want to even call them that, did you see out there today? Worst tush push ever. Well, that, that was it was so poorly done. The line didn't block it right. Uh, the line was didn't block it correctly at all. But then Mac just dove into the ground behind the left ass cheek of David Andrews, landing half a yard short. It was horribly executed. The the, the strip six. He didn't feel the blindside pressure. Now Demario Douglas, as a rookie, is trying to make a play because he knows there's a dearth of playmakers on the team. And he wants to try to help them score the ball because they have a big problem doing that. Bradley Chubb makes an all-world play because he's kind of an all-world player that Belichick's been enamored with for years but was too cheap to trade for. And Douglas gets sat down for the rest of the game, a game they sorely could have used his playmaking ability in on Sunday night against the Dolphins. Now Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones today, only after his third turnover, after a pick six, a strip six, and another just ghastly interception, does he finally get sat down. Uh I just one thing after another, like we said, the multiple offensive line penalties and Mike Onwenu saving today for the worst game of his life. I just, it was, it was, I kind of was laughing watching the end of the first half and into the third quarter. Then I didn't go numb. Then I just, Andy, I hate to say this. Like, I feel like there's a, like, there's just like, I have this visceral, like resignation like I just feel apathetic almost to it all because we just keep seeing the same crap as a matter of fact it's getting worse than it did last year when they had the reverse engineered offense and the highly coordinated dysfunction of being so poorly coordinated somehow it seems worse now I don't get it because last year you had Matt Patricia to beat up on and Bill Belichick still owes him an apology that I don't think has come publicly and you had the quarterback questions controversy injury disruption what do you have this year what's like this big dramatic uh offense shaking excuse because i don't see one i see an offensive line that you put together that's not good we told you it wasn't good you we knew it wasn't good you didn't We've seem been to standing care on top good. of the fake lighthouse for the last right. seven months saying fix the line fix the line dear god bill fix the line be sure you go buy a five dollar ticket to go up in the lighthouse by the way see that's available now if enough of us go up the lighthouse and buy $5 tickets, they can actually get, I don't know, a number one receiver instead of whatever Juju Smith-Schuster is or whatever um, the third down back is. Oh, wait, don't have a third down back. Okay, let's, let's go, let's go back to the are. tweet machine. Uh, here we go. Here's a, fu- here's a fun one right here. Uh, a regular listener and a big fan of the Six Rings pod at 617 Butch. If at any point in the show you guys are able to give me any reason to feel excited about having tickets to the Saints game next week, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Great listen. Uh, well, the Saints aren't as good as the Cowboys. You know, I know people were mocking, your people were mocking the Cowboys. Oh, you beat up on the Giants and the Jets, and then you fell on your face against the Cardinals, who you beat. The Cowboys are a pretty good football team. The Cowboys are, are a team that legitimately should have late playoff aspirations. I'm not sure if I'll go Super Bowl aspirations, but I'll say winning playoff games type aspirations. Um, the Saints are not as good as that. Now, the Saints are pretty good. They got some talent question at the quarterback position right now in terms of health but hell you have a question at the quarterback position and it's got nothing to do with health right now it's got to do with mac jones and that that should be bothersome we always talk about the way these um issues reach and resonate with robert Kraft. 
if he's listening at all to this national late slot broadcast in Dallas against America's team, the final quarter and a half, because his quarterback, his franchise QB, Mac Jones, who he's a big fan of, got pulled, and he had to listen to the broadcast crew talk about what? Um, we got to start to talk about whether Mac Jones is not the guy for the Patriots. He oh, had and they, to hear and they, his uh, team Burkhardt torn down. and uh, I'm sorry, I, sorry to mean it's separate shows, but Burkhardt and Olsen had nothing to do but kind of go back into the good old days and also oh, yeah. sort of like wondering, oh, the, you know, for, for 20 years, the people used to say, you know, they always wondered what Bill Belichick had planned for him now. It's just so strange to see them in a position like this in such disarray, wondering what the future Sad. holds for them. No, it's not. God, jeez. Wait, you don't when think will it's people sad? start, Andy? It is sad. When will people oh, start okay. realizing? Like you kind of turned me on to this, and in many ways, I still try to maintain my positivity and my optimism for the the team, its future, the players, et cetera, in the face of what's becoming more consistently normal for the team. They lose more than they win now, and sometimes when they lose, it's in tragic, grotesque lopsided fashion imagine that for rob robert Kraft. he's had one playoff game since tom brady left town and they got their doors blown off served to them on a silver tray with their jowls and now today they're on the highest rated slot in football each week the fox oh we, what's that joe we have to go to break okay um i guess we have to no go rant break. rant away and then we'll go to break yeah oh, you're okay, you seem very fired up fitzy i am okay i thought i heard you say we had to go to break i know we have some timing we have to execute here so we make sure that we Catch Bill Belichick live. We'll have Bill Belichick live. I'm sure he's going to be spry, awesome. bright, and cheery. We'll have Mac Jones. I'm sure he's going to be plum, cheery, awesome. and super excited as well. Um, how do you think Robert Kraft is feeling right now? He's probably like the rest of us since he says he's a fan first, even though he has $7 billion and owns the team. How do you think he's feeling knowing his team was on the nationally broadcast top-ranked game of the week on Fox, and they just got eviscerated? And sometimes I think that's what it takes to reach him, to to be a reality check or a slap in the face on a day when it's supposed to be about celebration. Oh, we're playing games in Europe and we're doing Toy Story games and the NFL is taking off and the marketing is great and the stars and Christian McCaffrey and playmaking and Taylor Swift is part of the NFL now. All things are going in an upward direction, not your New England Patriots. I they feel like Andy certain. wrote his name on my foot and then threw me in a box and left me by the side of the road. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The lines are full, but we'll make room for you because we'll get to your calls next when we come back. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, live from Jerry World, where they just got their asses whipped on national TV, thirty eight to three. This is the Six Rings post game show with Fitzy and Hart on EEI. You want to talk about just like, well, that was fun before it wasn't when it really wasn't ever. Well, you know how people <sighs> like to point to that uh, last preseason game where Tippett, Garen Veris, and somebody else got hurt, and like the season went down the crapper immediately before they even played a game. That's mm -hmm. what this game felt like. Mac Jones' career went down the crapper. Christian Gonzalez was taken out of the game in the first quarter and never returned, and Matt Judon left injured. This felt like what just happened? Because if they have to play games without Gonzalez and Judon on defense, that is, it's all over. Like you know, With, with an we, offense, these... mind you. Let's see, What's averaging, that? Uh, with an offense that's averaging 18 plus 17 plus 20, uh, that's 35-55. An offense that's averaging 13.75 points a game. Well, not even, really. You gave him credit for the safety. Oh, my God. There was a safety. 617-779-7937. <sighs> if you're as dead inside as I am, 
to the phones we go. Let's go down to Florida where they have sunshine, which we don't know much about up here these days. Adam is in Orlando, Florida. You kick off the college tonight on the Six Rings postgame show. How are you, Adam? You know, I've had some better days. Mm-hmm. Same? So, yeah. So, yeah, obviously just watching the game. I've had so much confidence in Mac up until this one. Like, I had so much hope today to the point where I actually benched the Cowboys' defense on my fantasy team, thinking that they might do well. (laughs) But it's definitely time, I think, to tank, especially if Gonzo and Judon are going to be out a long time. We can't be going with what the Dolphins were going through with Tannehill and just be constantly deciding whether or not we have our guy. We don't have our guy. Thank you for the call, Adam. I appreciate that. I don't think Bill Belichick, as uh, was exhibited in 2020, knows how to tank would ever consider tanking. I don't think the Kraft family would allow him to do that. I don't want to see them tank. I'd love for somebody like a... Uh, I can't believe I'm sitting here thinking this right now. I was part of the Mac Island crew. I took up temporary residence there as well. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to renew my lease. Um, honestly, like I didn't think the Patriots had a Mac Jones problem. I still think in the right situation uh, with the right blah, blah, blah. But I would also don't want to continue making excuses for him. Today, he stepped out of his comfort zone, and part of succeeding in life sometimes is knowing your limits, knowing your role, knowing your lanes, if you will, trying the best you can to stay within them or perform a little bit beyond and past them. And today, he stepped way outside of them and put the team in peril, making mistake after mistake that cost the team not only field position and possession, but scores and put them in such a hole that eventually there was no way they were going to possibly come back from it. And the week that is to follow is going to be absolute hell in print, on television, on the radio. If I'm Mac, I'm definitely doing instant. Not surprised. I'm going to let you hang. Joe, did you let him hang on? All right, Jeff, call back. You know what you did. Try to clean it up, and maybe we'll see if we can throw you back on the show. Oh, here we go. You knew he was going to be here. Hello, Jake. What's up, boys? Hey, uh, you know, Jake, what time Jake? What time did you start polishing your tap shoes so you could tap dance on the grave of the Patriots tonight? About the second quarter. <laughs> that was late. <laughs> uh, you know I get a bum rap for being cynical, obviously. Fitzy, you want some good news, though? You want sure. something to be positive about, something to look forward to Absolutely. this season? Yeah. It's going to come in December when a desperate, pathetic Robert Kraft gets on his hands and knees and begs Taylor Swift to light the fake lighthouse. When Travis Kelsey comes to town, that's what you got to look forward to. And Fitzy, I'll be there to give you a friendship bracelet as we gawk over Swelsey. That friendship bracelet will say, Jake was right about everything since March of 2020, and you've been wrong. And then I'll make you another one, and it'll say, the curse of Robert not stepping away after the incident in 2019 because nothing good has happened to the franchise since then, and they haven't won a playoff game. Where is the accountability there? And Mac Jones, thank God you have Sophie because there's no other redeeming quality about you in your fake national championship one in front of zero fans and no sec road games a total fraud and fifty another good thing here cowboys six and a half was stealing so if you were smart and you weren't delusional you made money on today because you knew that was happening the moment they gagged to arizona last week and i'm excited to tell you because the nfl is going to rig tonight's game 
Travis Kelsey has a prop bet on all of these sports book with sports books with bonus bets. Take the easy money, and at some point, I'm going to be able to drive Steve and Brian Belichick out of here back to Nepotism Island where they belong. Hopefully, January 5th or so. All right, Jake from Boston, ladies and gentlemen. Take a bow, Jake. You obviously had that one cocked, locked, and ready to rock for a while. We gave you full forum because tonight is the night everyone gets to empty their chamber, clear the passage, do what you need to do, let it all out, let it be as cathartic as you need it to be. You heard the opening monologue, my Foxborough filibuster. I was, and still am, I was teetering on apoplectic. I'm just, I'm so disappointed my kids were watching with me. They stopped watching. They were like, like, just they they were just dis- disinterested. They thought it was unfun. And I told them like, well, sometimes you have to know a lot of darkness to get to a dynasty. That's what the several decades were. And then I strapped them to the sofa and I just made them sit there and watch Clockwork Orange stuff. <laughs> no, I didn't. They went and played Minecraft, hey, well, which was probably a little more the game off. <laughs> I, honestly, I would like. You know what I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see how um, the ratings fell apart after the game like got out of hand. By the time, like, 28-3, to 3, maybe there would have been a few people that stuck around, you know, like, oh, they've been there before. I know this has happened. 31-3? Oh, yeah, sure. to 3? No. 28-3 to 3 was a no. Didn't matter yeah. about 31. 21-3 to 3 felt like it was before. out of hand. The game was that over. Matt was like, throwing across his body and getting away with one to Kendrick Bourne was still like, oh, dude, you can't do that. And he did, but it still wasn't okay. But then, doing it a second time, he deserved to get burned like that. But the sad I mean, part is the whole team, deserved. the fan base, you know what it's I mean. It's who he is. It's who he is. The, the reality is he thinks he's more than he is. He thinks he can throw across the field. He thinks he can throw off his back foot late, and he can't. He can do the job when he's on time and he has guys getting open. This isn't all on him. I feel bad for him in a sense that this isn't all on him. He's going to take the brunt of the punishment because, A, he's the quarterback, and that's the way it works, and, B, he made some hellaciously bad plays, decisions, throws, everything. But this is a, as I said earlier, total system failure. The offensive line is not good. The weapons are not good. They can't run. They can't catch. They can't throw. They can't do anything at an elite or even competitive NFL level right now. It's okay when you're in the rain in New York and you're facing Zach Wilson and you guys can just stink off, stink off, stink off and let him lose in the end. When you face a real team on the road with a real quarterback and real receivers and a real ability to actually play offensive football and defensive football, you get your ass whooped. And that's what they got today because – that's how they're built right now. I firmly believe that. Now, people are going to say, you're overreacting. What about, oh, they fought the Dolphins. The Dolphins scored 70, and then and then you, you held them to 24. Okay. I'm not saying they are incapable of competing on any field on any day, but more often than not, I believe you are an inferior football team right now. And certainly, as the injuries pile up to guys like Gonzalez, who might be the most important player on the team right now, and... Judon, who might be the second most important player on the team right now. If those guys are both out, and I saw what you were pointing to, some people think Judon it could be a significant injury, including Dr. whatever his name, the Chargers doctor guy. Uh, Chow. NFL David doc, Chow. Chow. Um, the, this is, they're in a bad spot. From Mike Giardi, 12 minutes ago posted to the X Machine, asked Cowboys cornerback Deron Bland, he of the two picks, one for six, 
about the secondary squatting on roots and not respecting the Patriots' ability to get vertical. Said the approach today was influenced by what they saw on film. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Very it's interesting. What we've seen indeed. on the practice field. It's what we've seen what we've everywhere. Seen since July. I know. <laughs> it's what we kind of knew before we even saw it, but then we saw it and we, it just sort of validated what we already knew. It is what it is. They I know, like the you people, like the the Twitter trolls, the old school people, and I. We need to read uh, when we come back from the break. I know we need to reset. No, now um, we can't go to break because we may miss Belichick. So we're going to end up having to just have a lot of commercials later on. Damn the torpedoes in the breaks, Andy. We're here with you and me and Braverman and all the calls lined up on the Six Rings postgame show. I'll reset. It's 8 o'clock p.m. Do you know where your Patriots are? Yes, in the locker room after getting their asses whipped tonight, 38-3 to at Jerry World by the Dallas Cowboys. Plenty of self-inflicted wounds once again. Uh, lots to analyze. We'll talk about the squatting on the roots. We'll talk about what the Cowboys saw on film. We'll talk about why the Patriots are so predictable at this point but we'll also get a chance to squeeze in your calls several of you have been waiting since the start of the show to vent the therapy session is underway and rolls on terry in sarasota florida welcome to six rings terry hello terry hello hello terry yeah hey how's it going guys uh it's going it's going wonderfully probably as as well as it's gone in a while yeah <laughs> Well, look, here are what I wrote down are the simple facts. Number one, what we saw today was a total system offensive meltdown. Mm -hmm. Okay? The Pats uh, Pats, uh, line is crap. The Pats uh, receivers are crap. The main job of receivers is, number one, to get open. Number two, to attack the ball. And number three, to catch the ball. None of those guys know how to do that. Some of it is coaching. Some of it is just their natural skills. And the Patriots have not been able to identify receiver talent for years. Okay? Now, Bill Belichick Mm -hmm. may be a genius when it comes to defense, but he's an absolute boob when it comes to uh, offense. Offense? He can't identify talent either on the playing side or on the coaching side. And look, let's face it. uh, Belichick minus Brady Mm -hmm. is a big fat zero. He covered up a lot of mistakes on the coaching side and on the player side. I mean, I remember, you know, a lot of the anger Mm -hmm. that uh, Brady spewed on, on O'Brien. Yep. That he had, well, they had a contentious relationship as well and it was competitive, but that was okay because you had guys trying to bring out the best in each other as well. And Tom Brady was known for that. Absolutely. For even turning some people that were his allies and teammates into his enemies temporarily to fire himself up to get the best out of himself. And we've been looking, Terry, and I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I have a feeling uh, I kind of knew where the rest of your points you were going to try to enumerate were going to go, and we'll probably hear them in similar variation throughout the next two hours as well. But most of what he said, and it took all the way until 8.02 p.m. tonight, Andy, to finally hear a Belichick has been nothing without Brady. I'm surprised it took that long. Uh, When do, even though you and I are both beyond 
next level tired with that narrative. When do we just have to? When do we have to give into it? Do we have to just eventually like raise the white flag? Do we throw our hands up and say, I, I, I don't know. Like I, you know me, and I know you. You find ways to turn simple little ideas and threads of conversations we have and other and other such into long form columns at weei.com, and I can filibuster and fill for time with the best of them. I don't really know what to say, offer, or promise to people as to what the great turnaround will be or where the magical victories and uh, the joy in Foxborough is going to come from again. Well, I think uh, Tom Curran put it well on Twitter in response to something I tweeted out uh, about Fox discussing whether Mac Jones you know, might not be the guy. And he said this is probably one of a number of serious conversations that need to be had about different roles and different people. I'm paraphrasing, but that was big. And I agree with that. I mean, this when when you have a performance this bad, which is leading into a season that is quickly going down the crapper, even though it is the third straight year they were one and three. Um, this is sort of how they just start the season now, post Brady. One and three is the way to go. Um, but no, Matt Groh, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, everybody needs to be questioned. And Robert Kraft, because Robert Kraft makes decisions with the people beneath him, right? With Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. And we had Jake, oh, Jake, this and that. Yeah. Wait, so he wanted Robert to walk away from the team. So you want Bill to run the team? Who's running the team if Robert walks away from the team? I didn't really understand Jake's call. But I think uh, all that's what happens. He always makes a couple had. of good points, Andy, and then he just goes off into his own Instagram based right. social media agenda. And just well, to provide further. Co- it's, it's, it's silly. I know um, it's silliness. I'm trying to have legitimate conversations. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe I said this and I, I'm not hot taking this. I think it is now clear Mac Jones is not a franchise quarterback, is not the future and maybe not the present of the New England Patriots. It is what it is. So where do you go from here? Obviously, you're in week five. You can't just say, well, we're not going to play with a quarterback. I I don't know if that's Mac Jones plays out the season. You don't pick up the fifth-year option. You get a quarterback in the draft. There's going to be multiple available. You trade. I don't know where you go, but to me, that is becoming clear. And I have been slow to this. I thought, give him a chance in year three. Give him Bill O'Brien. I think Bill O'Brien's a good coach. I don't know that Bill O'Brien has worked with a combination of bad offensive line, bad receivers, and bad quarterback like this in his career, and that includes all the time in Houston, right? Like mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins was there. He had some talent. He would kill to have DeAndre Hopkins right now, I think. Oh, my God. Even the old DeAndre Hopkins, never mind the one he had back when he had him. So there are que- there are a lot of questions that need to be asked, and I do think Bill Belichick, who who's making the decisions? Is Matt Groh really spending the money, as Matt Groh has said for the last year plus? Is Matt Groh the one who decided Juju Smith-Schuster is better than Jacoby Myers? That's a better fit for us. Because it's not. Juju Smith-Schuster is one of the most disappointing players in the National Football League right now. And you're stuck with him for two years after this. You get out from underneath the Aguilar. You get out from underneath the Jonu Smith, and you replaced it with Juju. That's not good. Mike Kosicki, what's he? Thought he was going to be a unicorn, a weapon, turn this offense around. Did Matt Groh make that decision? Did Bill Belichick make that decision? Because you're heading towards a very important offseason. Do you see those numbers today? Patriots have more cap space for next year than anybody, $110 million. Do you want Matt Groh and Bill Belichick spending that money after what you've seen in the last three years? To provide further context to the tweet that you mentioned moments ago that engaged both yourself and Mr. Tom E. Curran, you tweeted, Fox now discussing the fact that Mac Jones, quote, might not be, end quote, the guy for the Patriots at QB. Tom E. Curran wrote, think there's a couple of, quote, might not be, end quote, the guy conversations the team needs to start delving into. That's, that's 
that's trouble. And this is from the guy, Tommy Curran, who initially said he thought this team could be so well-disciplined, so well-orchestrated, so well-conducted, so well-composed, 10 to 12 wins would and should be on the table. And yes, I do understand everybody that's listening who thinks that I've made a heel turn to the dark side of the force and I've become one of the negative Patriots mediates in the world, that I care so much about this team that, yes, I can. Yeah, you can have 10, 11 wins still because mathematically that's on the table. But they, <laughs> they can't keep doing this and just having us excuse it away or, or kick the we're like kicking a salary. We're like kicking a a salary cap can down the road with this team. Like, don't worry, it'll fix itself because Belichick. Don't worry, guys. They'll figure it out because Patriots. Don't worry, guys. They're going to find a way to make things happen because of history, because of the lighthouse, because of the six, the six rings and the six banners, because craft. No, that's not what it takes. That's not how it works. Ah, it's just it's disheartening. It, 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 when I say that by and large this season, I mean, the Houston Texans right now are more fun to watch. I just saw a Schefter tweet out something a few minutes ago. C.J. Stroud is absolutely rifling the ball the, uh, to start the season. His team, which, by the way, Andy, had all five starting offensive linemen injured this week, was able to go out there and kick the crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots well, couldn't even put a game. They, they put up a game they have for been horrific seven, eight for multiple minutes. years picking in the top five. They should. Be I understand. It's about time. And also their return. coach is doing an awesome job and their coach right. is doing. But they've had uh, bad coaching, too. So like you and this as, as bad as this loss feels and as bad as a one and three start to yet another season feels. You have not lived the Houston Texans tear it down sure, reality. Sure. No, I understand. So it can get worse. I don't know if you are aware of that. I don't know if it'll be allowed to happen. It can absolutely get worse. Oh, boy. Um, at Doug Kide just seven minutes ago, uh, Dietrich Wise says it was, quote, devastating to lose Patriots outside linebacker Matthew Judon. Quote, we'll be with him mentally throughout this year, and I know he'll be with us too. There'll be some guys behind him who will be stepping up and filling into his spot. That makes me feel like he told someone in there, like, something blank. Or, oh, it like, sounds like he tore his bicep. The way he was holding his yep. arm, the first thing I thought of, because I did bicep. the exact same walk off a field with a torn bicep, was he tore his bicep. And um, he's that, getting an MRI, tough. but yep. uh, crap sheet says he is indeed going to miss time. So you, lest, you lost your best player, it sounds like, in your worst loss of the season. And that is a double dip. And, oh, by the way, and your, your defensive rookie. Player. Yeah, you're, right. you're, literally, you're too. And that's why I, I, John I, Jones? I really don't know where it goes from here. I really don't. This uh, John this Jones, is where is a, he? When's he coming back? Um, hey, Andy, real quick, Jack Jones, is he going to save the day next week when he comes back? Marcus Jones can't use him on offense, yeah. can't play him on defense because he's out with a torn labrum. It's been an hour since the game ended. We still haven't heard from Bill. Interesting. And Dietrich Wise, we need to get this audio. Dietrich Wise was asked about Bill Belichick's job status. So players are now being asked about Bill Belichick's job status in post-game press conferences. Holy macaroni. The players are now being asked about Bill. Have, I, yeah, go right ahead, please. So according to our Mike Cadlick, Wise's response to being asked about Bill Belichick's job status, quote, don't know about his job status. I'm not the GM or owner. Bill has brought New England and football so many great moments, historic moments for years. He's a great coach, and we're behind him. We're going to play for him. He is now having to get um, votes of confidence from his players in post-game press conferences. This is unprecedented. We have never seen anything like this. I cannot recall a player in a post-game press conference being asked about the job status of Bill Belichick. This is 
this week is going to hit the fan. 